Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast. I am your host Shar and I'm really excited for every one of you guys to be here today and listening from Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you listen to your podcast on or also on my YouTube channel if you're watching from YouTube. Thank you for tuning in today and watching. I am super excited to finally be starting my podcast slash YouTube podcast with you guys. Um, it's been in the works for a little bit. I have just been overanalyzing everything and overthinking, but now I just kind of don't really care and I just want to start it because I have a lot of things I want to talk about. I have a lot of things on my mind, but I just wanted to slow it down and maybe introduce myself a little bit before I jump into all the topics that I want to talk about. This podcast really just is inspired by all the other podcasts that I listen to about healing, self-help, manifesting, spirituality, and just listening to other people talk about their own experiences, things that they're going through, and I just wanted to be 100% real with every one of you guys. I currently do not have a therapist, and I feel like I really should go to therapy, but for now, this is my temporary fix, talking to a camera for the entire internet to see rather than, you know, confining in another person who gets paid to listen to my problems. But anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted this little platform to just talk about my struggles, get whatever is off my chest, um, talk about whatever is on my chest and get it off my chest and really just connect with other people who are experiencing the same things that I am. Just a little bit about me, I'm first generation, I come from an, a low income family, I'm going to a UC school pretty far away from where I live, um, and I'm just like kind of navigating life being first generation and trying to figure out how life works um, every step of the way. So. If that kind of resonates with you, then I'd love for you to keep watching. If not, then if you want to, just listen for my voice or put this on in the background whenever you're cleaning or doing something just to keep you company. So some things that you could expect on this podcast or YouTube podcast would be things about like my experiences, um, a little bit of motivation, talking about you know my healing journey, and just talking about the things that I think about on a daily basis being a college student, being first generation, being a woman, being queer, being low income, all of the identities that I mix with. A little bit about me, I'm Char, it's short for Charlene, I am 19 years old, I'm turning 20 um, in January, this January, um, on the 28th, Aquarius gang, <laughs> um, but I'm really excited to be here today. Um, I go to college, as I said, in the Bay Area at UC Berkeley and if you guys want like college content too, college experiences for me to talk about that kind of stuff too, I would love to talk about that. I have a pretty unique view of college. Um, it's really a love-hate kind of relationship. I know a lot of people my age love college and I think it's kind of weird because I feel like college just isn't, you know, like something I love to talk about. It's cool, <laughs> I guess, but for me, I really like to just stay home and like read a book or take a nap and it's really bad, but yeah, I really like being alone and sometimes that doesn't mix beautifully with the college scene and so I know 
it might make me seem like kind of like an outcast or whatever. I feel like I had enough experiences with social gatherings and things like that in high school, whereas in college now, I just want to focus on myself and like do things that feel gratifying to me and partying and just going out all the time doesn't really feel like that anymore, though I do crave like social events and interactions like every once in a while, but like every weekend, I just kind of exhausting. I just like talking, especially in my car. I don't know if that's a Californian thing, but I noticed that a lot of people just sit in their cars for fun and that's what I do. So I thought might as well make a podcast out of it. <laughs> so this is where this idea was born. I also saw Madeline Argy, Argy, I don't know how to say it, but I've seen her videos too and I think it's such a genius idea because my car is kind of like my safe space. Um, it's also like really the only space that I have to myself. I share a studio apartment with my partner and so sometimes I don't really have the personal space to film these kind of things which has been kind of pushing me back but I do have my own car so I think it's really awesome that I can just film in here and just upload it to YouTube um, without you know having my own kind of like space at home. So shout out to her because I always thought like I didn't have really a place for me to film. So other things about me, I like to, you know, like work out. I've been doing Pilates a little bit, but it's just too expensive. So I kind of tried to do it at home. Um, and I also like to do yoga. I did core power for a bit, hot yoga. That was also a little too expensive. So I've just been kind of following YouTube videos or just doing my own moves that I've learned from those classes. Um, that's just what I like to do to stay grounded and to kind of bring my headspace back to a productive state. Just because I have ADHD, it's pretty bad. Um, I also don't take my meds for ADHD, kind of just letting my prescriptions rack up. But doing that kind of stuff really helps me stay grounded and it's really finding that middle balance of what helps me stay grounded and also you know, something that I can do when I need a reset. So I like to work out. I like to like do at-home Pilates, yoga, any form of that. I like to walk also. I have like a treadmill at home, like a walking pad, and I just pretty much walk on that also. I try to get my steps in. And for New Year's, I want to try to go to the gym more because I do have a gym membership and I do go whenever I feel like it, but now it's not about whenever I feel like it. Now it's really about I have to go for the whole discipline aspect of it, even if I don't want to go. Um, because I know I always feel better after I go to the gym, but it's just sometimes I really don't feel like getting in my car and actually driving there. That's like the least fun part, like the preparation and like getting ready and like kind of dreading it. But now I just have to do it. That's kind of what I'm telling myself for the new year. And I'm just going to get into also my resolutions in my next video and just how I'm gonna try to turn 2023 around and make it a more productive year for my mental and physical health. I also have my Starbucks order here with me today. They made it kind of bad at the Starbucks location that I went to. I went to this location instead because there's normally less people there, but they didn't make it as good as my normal location, which is probably why there's not a lot of people that go to the Starbucks. But I order a iced, light iced matcha latte with brown sugar syrup 
and vanilla cold foam and it's the best thing ever. I don't normally like Starbucks matcha but I think it's the brown sugar that really helps it taste a little bit sweeter and better. Um, but that's my current Starbucks order. I also have really been liking light ice white chocolate peppermint mocha with vanilla cold foam. It's really really good also but today I was feeling more matcha so that's what I got. Things that I've currently been reading I wanted to just share with you guys. These are the most basic books ever. I think you've heard everyone talk about these books but I just wanted to also share because I have been trying to read more often and it's been working. I try to read a chapter of one of these three books every night before going to bed and it's pretty it's pretty manageable. It's like one chapter usually, um, but depending on what book I read, sometimes the chapters could be kind of long, but it's okay. So for a shorter chapter, lately I've been reading Make Your Bed by Admiral William H. McRaven. It's a pretty good book. He talks about like his experiences in the Navy SEALs and how he had come up with 10 things that you can do to change the world or change your life and it's just a really good book um it's pretty short so on nights that i'm feeling a little more tired i do read this book it's only like a hundred something pages long so it's not too long of a book another book i'm pretty sure you guys have already seen this book everywhere but this is the how to win friends and influence people book by dan by who by dale carnegie um, and it's a pretty good book. I have been reading it. I just started it, so I don't really, you know, know um, too much about it, but I know this book is just telling you how to learn how to deal with people, which I really need help with because I kind of have a hot head. And I mean, I do have a lot of patience, but sometimes I could be very passive aggressive, and I know that I'm very self aware of that. But um, I hope this book helps me deal with people a little bit better, just so I'm not too much of an asshole. And the last book, My Capitalist King, um, is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, why did I say it so weird? Robert Kiyosaki. And this book just is kind of the best personal finance book out there. It's really cheap. It's like $7, I believe. Um, well, that's how much I got mine for on Amazon. And I just have really been in tune with my finances lately because I feel like I have been letting myself go with my spending habits and just spending so much money on useless things or spending so much money on food, which is really funny because I did just go to Starbucks and order a $7 drink, but that's besides the point. On days that I feel like I don't really deserve like a Starbucks drink, um, when I'm not being like really productive or I have food at home and I go eat out I've been trying to limit that a little bit more and I think it just comes with planning like meal prepping um, And also, you know setting myself a budget not getting a drink if my friends aren't getting a drink because I feel like I do that a lot but just things like that and also learning more about personal finance because I Come from like a low-income family and so I don't really have anyone to consult with about that kind of thing so i've just really been learning a lot from that book and how to build my assets and create this generational wealth that i want to start and i can really talk about being low income first generation coming from an immigrant family um in more episodes that is something i do definitely want to touch on if anybody else can relate but 
you know, just not getting everything handed to you on a silver platter. But I also want to talk about race and sexuality issues that I faced growing up. So I am a queer woman of color. I am Southeast Asian, Pacific Islander, whatever you like to call it, Filipino. And I feel like I have really grown up super in touch with my cultural Filipino side, but I just never really felt like I belonged to my culture just because of the beauty standards within the Philippines. And if you look at me, I am a brown skin, curly, wavy hair. I didn't really put product in it, so it's not super curly today. Um, Filipina. And so it just feels like I never really grew up with being in touch with my race and my ethnicity. That's also something that I really wanted to talk about. The beauty standards in Asia are pale skin, silky black, straight hair, and that is just, that's never been me. That's not me. And it's caused a lot of issues with my self-perception growing up. Just feeling like I didn't really have a community because being Filipino and being Asian, you know, some of them like the more East Asian look and that was the beauty standard in the Philippines and so being the complete opposite I really felt rejected in a way um but I like how nowadays the Philippines is kind of opening up a little bit more to different beauty standards and different you know skin tones and curly hair and things like that so now I'm starting to feel a little bit more in touch with myself but that's also just having to go through talking with myself about my own confidence and how I feel about my own race. I always grew up really thinking that, you know, I wasn't ugly. I never really felt super ugly. Um, but if you were to tie in the beauty standards of Asia, then yeah, I didn't really feel up to par with my culture. But it's nice growing up in America because though I still had some microaggressions and some things said about my race and just being, just looking how I look, kind of different. Um, it's more progressive than Asia, and so I did feel like I had a better experience growing up with how I look here. Just because the beauty standards are still Eurocentric, but I like how nowadays brown girls and, you know, women of color are starting to get a little bit more recognition and it makes me feel a little bit better about myself, but then again, it's like I shouldn't have to had gone through that. I just wanted to talk about race and sexuality, growing up queer, being queer, being a woman of color, those kind of topics too, if that relates to you. Um, and a lot of you guys might recognize me from my old YouTube videos back in the day back in like 2008, back 2010, 2014, some, somewhere around there. I think 2008 is a little too far back. I would have only been five years old. I think 2014, like 2000 and that era, is when I started to do YouTube videos in middle school, um, elementary school, and I was doing YouTube until my sophomore-ish year of high school. I think once I got into high school or like the end of eighth grade, I started straying away from YouTube a little bit, but I still wanted to keep it alive in high school, but I was so embarrassed because 
my friends in high school and middle school would you know I feel like they kind of supported me and they thought whatever I was doing was pretty cool but they would do things like I don't know like watch my videos on their like flat screen TVs at home while I was in their house and like just things like that or like watching my YouTube videos with me in the room and I feel like also it's I'm at fault because like why are you posting YouTube videos if you're embarrassed about it but I felt like they were kind of like mocking me in a way and so that just didn't make me feel good and I felt like really embarrassed and a little bit I wouldn't say bullied that's too harsh of a word because I really wasn't bullied for my YouTube channel but I was like kind of embarrassed and so little by little I let people stray me away from making YouTube videos and I kind of really regret it because I was doing pretty well my views were pretty good um but I was just so embarrassed by people finding my YouTube channel that I stopped posting on YouTube in my sophomore year of high school and that was that kind of sucked because I feel like I could have really built up an audience a channel kept the audience that I built up but it was just me being embarrassed by other people that really stopped me from you know making my YouTube videos and that was kind of like a fun thing that I like to do it was a nice little hobby for me and so this year 2023 this new year I really want to not let people get in my way stop me from doing the things that I really want to do which is just post on social media post on YouTube post on TikTok post whatever I want to post and I really let other people's judgment get in the way of doing those kind of things in high school so now that I'm in college and I can actually choose who I want to hang out with and I won't be stuck in a classroom with people that I don't like and just listening to them like mock my YouTube channel now feels a little bit better just because I have that freedom that I didn't really have confined in high school so now I'm just gonna do whatever I want to do and not really care people are gonna clown regardless and now I just really don't care like I've reached kind of that limit where nothing that people can say will hurt my feelings most of the time um, and I also used to do TikTok a little bit I have like 50 ish 60,000 followers on TikTok and my TikTok really blew up kind of during quarantine and I was posting very like queer friendly TikTok videos a little bit of thirst trapping I'm not gonna lie and that was kind of embarrassing um, I did delete some of my TikToks with thirst traps for the new year just because I wanted to rebrand and I don't know that's another topic that I wanted to talk about it's the baby gay era that little stage of life where you are just super masculine want to tell the whole world that hey you know I'm the stereotypical lesbian or queer girl whatever it may be um, I did go through that phase and I will say not my finest moment because getting more in touch with my sexuality I learned that I don't really have to look gay to be gay you know what I mean so that felt a little bit better knowing that I'm a more feminine presenting person and I can still be queer and it's validating to know that but before being a baby gay I did not know that um, and so I thought you had to dress gay so that people will know that you're gay but also now I just have a partner and it feels nice because I don't have to like make myself look visibly gay so that I can 
mate <laughs> with others um, and actually find like a partner. So I think that also really helps. But definitely getting in touch with your sexuality really, really is what helped me make that jump from being super masculine presenting when I didn't really want to be to being a femme again. So my life updates, um, what I've been doing since TikTok and YouTube eras of my life. Um, I mentioned that I'm turning 20 soon on January 28th, which is super, super exciting. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do for my birthday. I definitely want to do crab boil because I've been craving crab so, so much lately. Um, <laughs> that's literally what I want to do for my 20th birthday is eat snow crab. That's very me. But yeah, um, another thing, college, going to college up north. I feel like I really do miss my life in Southern California. I don't know why. Um, I do like the Bay. I think Oakland is super cool. I'm living in Oakland right now, um, which is like a 10 to 15 minute drive from my college campus. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like I miss, I don't want to say this. It sounds so weird, but I miss the suburban life, like living in the suburbs, not super city like, like Berkeley. Um, I know I said I live in I live in LA or I'm from LA but I'm from like the LA Valley which is a little bit more suburban than like downtown LA or like Hollywood which I am really familiar with I can say that I grew up in those areas too just because I went there every single day my parents my uncle my aunt worked there I would go with them to work another first-generation low-income kid thing going with your parents or your uncles and aunts to work um, but I would go there and I you know, I learned how to drive in that area, which is crazy. Um, teaching somebody how to drive in the heart of LA is actually insane, but I learned how to drive there. That's why I'm such a good driver, I feel like. Um, but I grew up in the valley. I went to school in the valley. I was in, you know, LA, um, like central LA, downtown LA, Hollywood, West Hollywood areas growing up as well like every weekend or every other day whenever I would go to work with like my aunt my uncle my mom my dad whatever I still have ties in you know those areas of Los Angeles so I feel like I have a really good balance of both city and suburban life but being in college it's definitely more of a city vibe over there and I feel like I really do just miss the suburbs and coming home and not worrying about you know the way people drive running into like scary situations the city can be really really scary sometimes and I just do feel a little bit safer even though I do come from you know not the best neighborhood in the valley definitely not the best neighborhood in the valley but it does feel really good being back home and I feel like there's a sense of comfort when I come back home it's really calming. I'm so familiar with the area. I know this place like the back of my hand. And also Anaheim, which is where my partner is and where I also stay. It's just been very nice being back home. I missed my friends here. Um, and it's, it's just nostalgic. It just reminds me of all the good times that I had here. Um, not saying that I don't have a lot of good times in college. I definitely do. But it's just a little bit different and I miss it a lot and I just miss the calmness of being back home I know a lot of people hate being back home and that makes so much sense when they go off to college but I've always had 
this kind of independence. I've had to have independence growing up because um, my parents were always working and, you know, I was really just taking care of myself. I had to have this independence growing up. So I feel like college wasn't really my breakthrough of independence. It's really just been something I lived through all my life. So coming back home, it just, it feels so nice to be back. And I can talk a lot more about that in, in future podcasts if you guys would like. Some other current things that have been going on in my life have been looking for summer internships for 2023 in the field of UX design. I am trying to get into technology, breaking into the tech industry. It's really, really difficult being a minority person of color going into this kind of field. Also being low income and low, like first generation. Don't know anybody who has been in the tech industry. I never knew what a software engineer was until I started college and heard about it from TikTok. I never even knew what a UX designer was. I knew about graphic designers. I was like, mm, that seems kind of hard, too much for me. And then I learned about the field of user experience, design and research and things like that. And I just found such a big interest for it and definitely don't want to just be a corporate baddie, but you know, I want to be an entrepreneur and start my own businesses and different waves of income just because I will never feel stable enough with one source of income, which is being at a job. I feel like I really need to have like other businesses and side hustles to keep me afloat and make me feel more comfortable because I never know if I'm ever going to get fired, laid off, whatever the case may be. It's really, really scary. I just really wanted to be in the tech industry. I know how well it pays and it just is kind of a really good culture fit for me. Um, and so it's something that I've been working on lately, getting internships for my UX design positions. And I finally, finally got one after like three months of interviewing, three months of applications, mass applying to things, talking with recruiters on LinkedIn. I never knew how to do any of these things until this semester of school. And it feels really good to finally be able to say that I have secured a summer internship with a household name. This name, I don't really know if I can say like where I'm interning for. If you have me on LinkedIn, you'll see the post soon or whatever. But it's a apparel brand, right, that I have loved ever since middle school. And so it's really crazy to think that I'll be on their like UX design team or whatnot. So I'm really, really excited. But when I got the offer call from my recruiter, I drop dead fucking cried because it has been such an uphill battle trying to get an internship it's taken me so many tries it's taking so long for me to finally actually get a i don't know who that is that was uncomfortable it's taken me so long to finally get to where i am today and it's just so gratifying when something you've been working on for so long finally is accomplished or you finally succeed in something that you've been eyeing and trying to achieve for so long so it's been really really nice um but yeah i finally got a summer internship which is really really exciting um and i'm so excited to finally say that that kind of hard work has paid off the podcast i've really been loving lately i know it's been kind of going around i never really 
listen to podcasts just because my ADHD is really, really bad sometimes. If you put a podcast on for me to listen to while I'm multitasking or doing something else, the podcast will end and I will not know a single thing that was said in that entire duration of the podcast. So... I really haven't been into podcasts before, but lately I've been listening to For the Healthy Hose by Returner and Sunset Tim. I've really been enjoying that, and I think it's a really great podcast because it is black creators that I love to listen to because they are just so real and they don't sugarcoat anything. It makes me feel like I can relate to a lot of the things they, that they talk about, and so I've really been enjoying that podcast. Um, it's not like super cookie cutter, anything like that, and I, I love that aspect of it. They're just so real. Um, and they talk about real things that I can definitely relate to. They talk about mindfulness, wellness, um, healing, their healing journey and self-love, affirmation, manifestations, things like that. And I've really been loving that podcast. If you haven't listened to it, I'm sure you guys probably have heard of it. It's a really good podcast. You should take a listen. Another thing that I've been doing to take care of myself has been journaling. I'm not really a paper, pen and paper type of journaler I used to be. I used to have like diaries full of just whatever I would write about. Now lately I've been doing my journals on Notion just because I've been having really bad cramps with my hand while writing. It might be because I don't really write with pen and paper anymore. Everything is like digital now. So I've been having really bad hand cramps after like a paragraph or two. So I've really been using Notion for that and it's been a game changer because I do type faster than I write and also my mind as you can probably tell the way that I talk so fast my mind is really really fast so I think if you've been having trouble journaling with pen and paper definitely try journaling on Notion I have like a little page on Notion where I just put my journal entries every single day whenever I want to do a journal entry and it's really really been helping me with keeping accountable of doing that because I do feel very free after I journal so it's been very nice to do that and actually stick with it. But I had to find something that worked for me. And what worked for me was Notion and not really pen and paper type of journaling. Um, and another thing that I've been trying to do more lately, but I haven't really been doing too much, is affirmations in the mirror, practicing daily affirmations. Um, I've really been trying it more often. I just feel kind of awkward, which I know I shouldn't feel awkward because I'm alone. But... I think I just have to be more comfortable and, you know, more strict about me actually doing my affirmations. And I think it'll just come more naturally where I can just look at myself in the mirror like, I'm deserving of love or I'm deserving of abundance of money or whatever I want to affirm or manifest. So I've been trying to do that lately. If you have any tips of about doing my man like my affirmations and manifestations more and keeping yourself accountable definitely let me know because I do need that um and I guess I just wanted to end this video off with a little bit of my 2023 resolutions and affirmations that I've been trying to do my goals for the new year 2023 resolutions okay so more of a mindset rather than things I just want to do because I feel like it's really hard to just jump into things that you want to do. So I tried to keep my resolutions more of a mindset or more of like a goal setting way rather than just, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that this year. I think I'm going to think more like this. I'm going to practice this more 
has been more effective these past few years rather than just, I'm going to go to the gym every day. For me, now it's like, I'm going to go to the gym three to five times a week because it kind of gives me that leverage and I don't definitely feel terrible when I don't go to the gym every single day. Now it's like, okay, I went to the gym three times a week instead of five, but I still hit that goal. So, you know, it still feels like I want to continue to try to strive for three to five days rather than I didn't go this day, so I'm not going to go anymore. So I've been trying to make my goals and resolutions more of a mindset um, and a little bit more lenient because I know that life happens and I don't want it to be like if I don't do this certain thing then I'm not going to do it for the rest of the year. I feel like that's really why your resolutions fail and so I don't want to do that. I want to try to make it a mindful transition rather. Um, Alright, so with that being said, I think creating a game plan for each goal and how you're going to get to those resolutions and succeed in whatever you want to achieve in the new year is to make a game plan for each one and just kind of like how I'm going to achieve this, my plans for doing this, what I'm going to do every single day to try to, you know, hit 100k on TikTok or something like that. So like, I guess that's one of my goals for the year is to hit 100k. I have 58 right now. So I think it's really attainable by the end of the year to do so. So for me, I'm just going to try to post every single day or post at least five times a week just to make make it a little more lenient on the weekends, you know what I mean? So it's just kind of like those things that I want to do. Another thing is in my New Year's resolutions list, I made 23 goals and resolutions for 2023 for this year. I added little things into those like memory making events into my list. So one of my goals is to go to a basketball game at my college and that might not seem like the biggest resolution or goal it's something that can easily be checked off by going to a game it's just something that I I know I want to do but I won't do if I don't like have something to check it off of you know what I mean so I added that onto my list and I know that going to like a basketball game or football game for me would be really really nice to add on to my college experience and like make that kind of memory with my friends at school so I have those kind of things in there as well. Um, of course, going to the gym, creating a stable routine, learning to stay motivated while in a relationship is also a big one. Um, I feel like I'm kind of codependent now. I want to do things with my partner, but some days it's like I need to do things on my own if I want to be productive because I can't have myself forcing my partner to do something with me, like going to the gym with me because I don't want to go alone. Like now I have to really be independent on myself. I used to be such an independent person, then I got into a relationship, and then I kind of became a little codependent. I'm still really independent in the way that I can stand up for myself. Um, I can do things on my own, like here I am in my car going to Starbucks and filming a video on my own, but it's like when you're in a relationship, you kind of want to do everything with the other person, and there's kind of a boundary that I have to stay within so that it wouldn't be like me being clingy or being like, I want to do something with you 24-7. I want to be productive and do things on my own and stay motivated while still being in a relationship. I think it's super attainable with boundaries and, and this year I really do want to set those kind of boundaries and put myself in a more independent mind because now that we're out of our honeymoon phase, I think it's a little bit easier to do. 
Um, we've been together for two years, so I think it's a little bit easier to do now rather than when you are fresh into a relationship. So I think this year is definitely that year where I can be independent in a relationship while still, you know, fulfilling what my partner needs and still being there for them and being a good partner. Because I feel like if this was any other day or any other year, I would have been too independent to be in a relationship. So now I just kind of want to have that balance. Another thing I want to do this year is to get more into content creation, doing more mentoring, coaching services, and getting into user-generated content. I am trying to up my coin this year, definitely, because I, yeah, I will say, I've, I'm living paycheck to paycheck right now. I do have a fat amount of money in my bank account, my savings, for, I guess, a 19-year-old, um, but I definitely don't really like to dive into that, so I have been, you know, more paycheck to paycheck living, so I want to kind of get out of that and be able to save a big chunk every single month, so I wanted to try to get more money every month with UGC, um, and mentoring and coaching with my college services. I feel like I can really offer good services for like high schoolers trying to get into college during college application season or even before that. Because I did get into the schools that I wanted to get into, I feel like I have a lot of knowledge within that realm. And being first generation, I really had to like learn that stuff on my own. So I feel like I can do pretty well with mentoring and coaching in that sense. I wanted to start that kind of business for myself as more of a side hustle. Um, another thing, stop caring about how people look at my social medias. I already talked about this earlier. I need to stop caring about other people and how they look at my social media because it's not healthy and I just want to be happy. Like, I can't be happy if I'm thinking about what other people think of me. So that's another thing I want to do. Just care about myself. And the only person that I am going to be in competition with this year is with myself and past versions of myself because there's no, there's like literally no purpose of competing with other people and like comparing myself to other people because I'm not them and they're not me. I only am myself and I can only compete with past versions of myself. Um, meaning I want to just get better and improve every single day and grow. And then the last thing is embracing the same confidence I had pre-COVID. I feel like quarantine really messed me up because I used to be super, super confident. I used to not doubt myself a lot. I had a lot of confidence in the social world, meaning I did really well with talking to new people. I did really well during interviews. I was really confident. I seemed like I knew what I was doing. Um, that also could have just been high school me, you know, like being a girl boss, but I want to really tune back into that way of how I used to be. Quarantine really has like sucked me back into this hole of anxiety and also just losing close people in my life. Um, cause my aunt and uncle who did raise me passed away during quarantine. So I think that has also riled up my anxiety and my ADHD and like my mental health. So I think now that I'm healing and feeling a little bit better about myself after, you know, all of those things have happened, I have more of an opportunity now to build my confidence back up to how it used to be before. My aunt and uncle used to affirm me so much in high school and I feel like that was a big thing with 
my confidence back then. I had people constantly telling me how smart I was, how beautiful I was, how I was the best at everything. They were really just truly my biggest supporters in life. And so now that they have passed away, like I really have to be my biggest supporter myself. And also now having a partner and my partner's family has been really, really helpful in gaining more confidence now. And so I, I really do feel like I'm getting back in touch and it makes me really, really happy. Like I'm, I'm literally about to cry. Um, but it just feels so great because I do really miss that version of myself. I was a girl boss. Like I can say that point blank period. I literally ate in high school. I was such a girl boss. I was getting my stuff done. I was literally president of everything. I was that girl. So I really feel like this year is going to be the year that I embrace that again. I'm just really excited about where I'm going to be and I'm really excited to take you guys with me. I think that's it. I think that's all I wanted to talk about today. This podcast and YouTube video has been long enough. Um, but I just wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, really thank you for tuning in, um, and supporting me. I don't know how many people are going to watch this, but I'm just really, really excited to finally be tuning back in. I told myself that viewers don't really matter because that was like a really big thing for me back then was the views. Now it's just me getting my feelings out and I don't really care about who sees it, the views, whatever. I'm just trying to let you know, the algorithm do its thing. But for me, I feel fulfilled doing this and I feel very nice being able to talk about this kind of stuff because I, f I think I am a better person when I just talk about my feelings and get it over with rather than like actually conversing and like breaking that kind of stuff down. I think I do a lot of that on my own journaling, but this is kind of helping me, helping me scrape that surface layer off so thank you for being here for me thank you for listening um thank you for tuning in for my podcast youtube spotify apple music wherever you're listening or watching from i am sending you guys a lot of love and gratitude for you watching my videos um yeah thank you so much for watching and i think i'm gonna end it here if you like this podcast make sure you follow me you subscribe i have all my social medias in my bios i hope you guys do something fun drink some water hang out with friends take care of yourself and i will see you in the next podcast bye